Hello everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode of Friends Missing Friends, where I'll share with you some cut material, or deleted scenes if you will, from today's interview. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for for being here, and I'd be very interested to hear um, what your experience has been uh, grieving friends and, and missing friends in your life. You know, it's been very, um, it's, it's, it, it has changed as I have changed and evolved. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, I basically have picked three losses, um, which are, you know, I'm really very blessed because they're, they're really, um, they're the only losses of friends that I've had and mm-hmm. I've had a very long time and I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, the the one that that I want to start with is a guy who I used to work with and he worked worked for me for a while. We both we worked together in Chicago and then he moved out to Los Angeles because he had chronic um, rheumatoid arthritis. And so when I when I moved to Los Angeles, we became friends friends again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't work together, but we we worked together for probably uh, I, I was at NBC in Chicago for seven years, and probably we were together for five of those years. Um, and he was just, you know, a, a great guy, very cantankerous and, and fun. We had a lot of mutual friends. And his death was sudden, but it wasn't unexpected. He, but he was still, you know, quite young. I think Bob was probably my age or a couple years older than me. Mm-hmm. And when he crossed over, um, which is a term that, that you'll hear me use, use a lot, um, my belief system is that we don't die. Our, you know, our bodies, our bodies die and, we, and, our, soul, and our soul moves on. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll use a term like uh, crossed over. But whatever your belief system is, he, he was no longer on, on this earth playing with me. And what's, what amazed me is I, I have never been able to cry. That's just, I still, I still don't, I, mm-hmm. I still don't cry to the point where when I was a, ch- a kid in Chicago and my, I would go to funerals. We, we had a lot of funerals when I was a kid, not for friend and, but for, you know, rel- older relatives. And I would start laughing at the, in the funeral. And that's how I express, I express myself by laughter, not by mm-hmm. crying. My mother used to have to take me out of the temple or the church yeah. because I would, I would start laughing. So I'm not, you know, I, I tend to use the, my form of relief is, uh, mm-hmm. is laughing. So anyway, so at, uh, his name was Bob and at his funeral for the first time ever that I could remember, I really, I mean, I, 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 we, uh, his wife had many of us speak. They just kind of um, put a um, put a microphone out that we we passed it around, and and I basically talked about how difficult he was, and he was cantankerous, and we all we loved him anyway. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, I started crying, and it was just it was more of a shock to me than anything else. And I couldn't figure out where that that was coming from. And afterwards, a, a friend who um, a mutual colleague who was there said, Karen, Bob's probably the first person 
in our generation mm. that you've lost. Yeah. And yeah. he was. I mean, that's true. This was a colleague and, and a friend. And what I realized is it was the first time that I was dealing with my own mortality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what his crossing over represented to me. Um, and I never thought about it before. We were probably in our 40s then. So I, I will always I will remember that because of, of my reaction. So I know me, in my experience, and probably other people, I felt ashamed about the way I was grieving, or I would be embarrassed or angry at myself, or I would think there was something wrong with me, all of these things. And I think that, I don't know, if I truly believed that like it was normal, it was fine, it was okay, then I think in that way, the suffering would have been less. It still would have been suffering, definitely, because it's like, grieving. But um, yeah, I think I agree with you that we should just do what we need to do, you know? <laughs> what, like, what does forgiveness, when you've forgiven yourself for things, what does that look like and how are you able to reach that? I've, you know, I've, I've had such a process of evolving. Um, there's a, a wonderful prayer called Ho'oponopono. Ho, Ho, and it's a, it's a song. Um, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I think it's Hawaiian. But in several of the spiritual practices that I've done over the years, that will come up. Um, and so you kind of sing that. Um, so it, 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 to me, it looks like actually facing it and realizing, and as I get, get, as I get more mature, I mean, none of that's important. I mean, that's whatever, whatever our day-to-day -day uh, transgressions have been, um, that's yesterday. Deal with today and, and move on. Um, so it's it's more about living in the now, which Eckhart totally talks a lot about, and going you know, if you if you're the best you 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 can be now, mm -hmm. that's what's important. And the, yeah, that's all we can control, really. Thanks for listening. Friends Missing Friends is produced by me, Hannah Rumsey. Sound engineering is by co-producer Eric Siegling. Original music is also by Eric, featuring The Lost Wayne. Artwork is by Heidi James. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we can cherish and remember the friends we miss. See you next time.